and gentlemen welcome to an early live edition of lone star news coming to you guys on this saturday november 27th 2021 it is a uh, chilly and wet saturday here in san antonio texas don't know what the weather's like as we move a little further up north of course today we're coming to you guys live with a special live broadcast this weekend Good to be back with the Lone Star News, but we've got the uh, Texas Republican gubernatorial debate happening live this morning, coming to you guys from the uh, Collin County Republican Party um, in Frisco, Texas, which is North Texas, heading up towards Denton and Dallas, kind of up in that area, is uh, where we'll uh, be hosting the debate from. So we're going to have that live today. It's fixing to start in about 10 minutes. We have a live stream feed available for those of you guys who would like to watch alongside with us. We'll be kind of doing a watch party uh, for any of you uh, Texas uh, patriots and just fellow Texans out there who uh, have some sort of an interest in what our gubernatorial candidates have to say today. Uh, Of course, uh, the governor who will not be present for this debate will be uh, current Governor Greg Abbott, the rhino in the flesh. Uh, He will not be so much in the flesh today. I doubt he'll be there in spirit either, but who we will have on the stage for today's gubernatorial candidate debate will include one Chad Prather, one Alan West, and one Don Huffines. Uh, Those three uh, will be uh, duking it out, so to speak. Uh, in this uh, debate today. Now, uh, as far as uh, Chad, Don, and Alan go, they were actually participants in the previous governor's debate, uh, which took place actually last month on this day, on October 27th. So I don't know if that's a running theme that they'll have for the rest of these debates, but most definitely we have uh, the debate happening live this morning. Doors opened at 9 a.m. over at the NBC Suites Frisco Hotel and Convention Center. And uh, the festivities, or I should say the debate, is uh, looking to begin, like I said, in about 10 minutes or so. And so we'll go live to that as soon as it's available. Had to scrounge around for the feed for a little bit, but uh, either way, good to be back, ladies and gentlemen, with you guys here on this uh, Saturday afternoon or Saturday morning, I should say. Uh, as we're doing the uh, debates uh, for Lone Star News. Of course, Lone Star News is Texas news and current events specific show that we run here every now and then on the Mr. C channel or Mr. C TV. 
Um, we should be having some special guests in the upcoming uh, in upcoming episodes of Lone Star News. So definitely be looking forward to that. Uh, we are off the air for about two weeks while I uh, my body repaired itself. And uh, it's still in the process of doing that. But nevertheless, we want to make sure we're getting some of this stuff in for you guys. So uh, I think a watch party is rather appropriate and good stuff. We have some other things going around Texas when we're talking about the gubernatorial race uh, and as the race for the governor's seat heats up. Uh, well, you know, we just had the uh, the uh, I guess he's the third time's a charm. The fra- the Irish American Robert Francis O'Rourke throwing his hat into the race again. I don't know what's up with this guy. I just, you know, I am not a Beto fan, okay? Uh, if you ever wanted to see a more fake politician, well, you got Robert Francis O'Rourke out there, calls an AR-15 and AR-17, right? And has no idea what the difference is between an automatic, a semi-automatic, and, uh, I don't know, a musket is. <laughs> he thinks they're all the same thing, most likely. <laughs> Oh man, we'll we'll talk a little bit more about Robert Francis. Um, we're not big fans of him at all here in Texas. There was uh, actually a, an incident that occurred at his coming out, right? His coming out festivities. Um, I mean, we have a clip of it, but uh, we'll probably save that uh, for another day. Uh, but either way, good to be back. If you are listening to us, or if you're checking us out, actually, I should say live. We are live across multiple channels this morning. We're live on Twitch. We're live over at the good old ScrewTube, DLive, Trovo, CloutHub, thefoxhole.app, as well as pill.net. So thanks for tuning in today. See, we got a few people out there in the interwebs uh, joining us as we get this morning started. Uh, And then, of course, also, if you are listening to us on the podcast side of the show, uh, welcome, 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 and thanks for tuning in. Uh, I would say if you're on the podcast side and you'd like to catch us on a live stream, uh, let me me throw this up here first, thecreport.com, where you can check out, uh, you can check out uh, what's going on with the Mr. C channel in regards to uh, news and events and uh, showtimes and broadcasting and show updates and stuff like that. Probably be your best bet to get some information on what's going on. Of course, thecreport.com is specifically created for the C Report, but uh, you know, we do also have Lone Star News clips up there, uh, among other things that we do, other shows and broadcasts that we have on the air. But now, that's what I'm saying, if you're listening on the podcast side of the show, we'll most definitely head your little heinies over there uh, so you can see what we're doing live here as uh, all of the uh, podcast broadcasts that you guys listen to. Uh, they are live streams first, and uh, we stream on multiple platforms over here as we continue to uh, push on and try to grow our audience for Mr. C TV and any of the uh, Mr. C uh, shows that we put on over here. Otherwise, if you're checking us out on the live stream, and uh, you'd like to catch a replay or a rebroadcast, uh, we are currently hosting uh, some of our replays over at uh, crreport.com. You can also check it out on other uh, platforms. Uh, Twitch will uh, hold our uh, rebroadcasts for about two weeks. Uh, DLive, which totally sucks, will hold the rebroadcast for about three days. Trovo does it about two weeks. 
Uh, Clout Hub does it indefinitely. Uh, they indefinitely host our rebroadcasts. Uh, the foxhole.app and pill.net do as well. Although um, uh, the most recent replays over there, they're not they're not broadcasting. So uh, you won't be able to catch any of the replays over at the Foxhole or at Pilled currently. Uh, but you can always do so at any of our other uh, platforms that we um, we broadcast on. Or what I'm leading up to is the podcast. You know, uh, sometimes you don't have time to watch with your eyes glued to a screen or your fingers glued to a keyboard to engage in chat. Uh, sometimes you want to get this news and information on the go, whether you're driving, whether you're going to sleep, whether you're exercising or doing chores around the house, you can always get any of these broadcasts over at the podcast side of the show. And you can do that by visiting anchor.fm slash the C report. And if that doesn't do it for you, then uh, just look for the C report on any of your favorite podcasting stations. Subscribe for free. And well, then, ladies and gentlemen, it is available to you all right then and there uh, at your service, at your convenience uh, to uh, catch up and keep up with anything we got going on over at Mr. CTV. Uh, we do upload Lone Star News uh, episodes to the uh, podcast over at Anchor.fm, so uh, we'll upload today's podcast uh, shortly after we finish our broadcast, and uh, you can always catch the C-Report there, and every now and then we throw in some extra special stuff over at uh, the uh, bot podcast, so you might be able to catch some programming or broadcasting uh, over there at the podcast that you just don't get over at Mr. CTV on the live stream side of things. Good stuff. And uh, we thank you all for your support and your continued uh, returns to the broadcast. All right. With that said, let's go ahead and flip over to um, the uh, live stream portion of this. It doesn't look like they got it going up yet. Uh, the only live stream I was able to find was over on Facebook now. Some of you guys may know, <laughs> I, have ha I have been permanently banned from Facebook. They don't even allow me in, but uh, I have someone else's account here who's allowed me to do that. Maybe I shouldn't say that too loud, but uh, oh well, I done said it, so it's okay. Um, and we have, uh, yeah, it looks like they haven't started the live stream yet, so I'm really depending on this uh, Facebook Live to get this up. There it goes, starting in a few minutes. Okay, cool. All right. Looks like they're uh, paying attention, or they're just on time. Uh, I just want to hope, I hope I can get this expanded. So let me go ahead and adjust this for good sound here, guys. And then uh, we will get this rolling. Looks like we got a few visitors over at uh, pill.net, foxhole.app. How's it going, pill by the rabbit? Hope you're doing good this morning. Good morning. I had a, I had a quiet and turkeyless Thanksgiving, which was quite fine because uh, I'm not in a position to really stuff myself with food right now. And uh, yeah, it was just uh, it was just me and the sis this Thanksgiving. Uh, we're not on a, what do you call it? We're not on a COVID <laughs> watch or anything like that. It's just the way things worked out this year. And uh, it was, it was pleasant. It was quiet. And uh, I was just thankful, basically. <laughs> just thankful. Hey, Chinkapin54, how you doing this morning? 
coming to us out of North Carolina. Good morning. Good morning. We're doing the, uh, we are doing the um, Texas Republican gubernatorial debate this morning here on Lone Star News. Thanks for joining us. Doreen Merck. Doreen Merck's on her third Facebook account. She says, good morning, Doreen. It's good to see you in the audience. How have you been? Oh uh, man, that's, that's some fun stuff here. We'll eventually get a few Texans I'm here showing up if uh, they want to check this out. Uh, otherwise, they can check out the replay. <laughs> uh, just maybe not on Peeled or Foxhole. Uh, that's getting repaired, I'm sure. Someone will figure it out eventually. And uh, let me see here. Yeah, those videos got to get repaired. Otherwise, uh, check out the podcast. That's why I said subscribe to the podcast. You can get me in your ears anytime you want. <laughs> And uh, yeah, thank you for gifting that cookie, Doreen Merck. I appreciate your support, donations, and financial support. Let me tell you what: like when I was uh, when I was ill, guys. Like if it hadn't been for donations that were coming into the show, because I don't have insurance and I don't do Obamacare. Uh, uh, so yeah, yeah. If it hadn't been for you guys and y'all's donations, I wouldn't have been able to get my medication. That that sucker was almost two hundred bucks. Thanks a lot, Joe Biden. <laughs> Anyways, okay, enough about that. All right, it looks like we're seconds away from going live here, and I'm hoping we can get an expand on this. Um, so this way you don't have to uh, look at all this other crud on the screen here from Facebook. Okay, the live video has not started. Okay. Oh, we're so excited. <laughs> Come on. Okay, so let me see what we got here. I'm going to leave that on the screen, uh, but what I am going, oh, that's just the uh, photo. I guess that was just an internal Facebook countdown that we just witnessed, guys. Okay, so while that's going on there, what I am going to do is I'm going to see if there's another venue uh, that might be uh, live streaming this event. Let's see here. Because you never know, there could be other areas that we're getting this coming to you guys live. Okay. <laughs> oh, well, it appears that I'm the only other person who's live streaming the Texas gubernatorial debate. <laughs> That's funny. That's some good stuff. Okay. All right. Well, uh, let's see here. That was just a good old screw tube check. Uh, let's check in some other places here where we can go. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, so if you're on YouTube and you're looking for a live stream of this event, you're just going to find me. Okay. All right. That's exciting. Uh, okay. As soon as the host event goes live, hopefully they don't forget, or hopefully, hopefully the Collin County Republican Party has their stuff together. And they remember to hire someone or have someone do this. Okay. Texas governor debate. Okay. It doesn't look like they got anything live there either. Let's try gubernatorial, right? That's such a uh, funny word. Gubernatorial. Uh-huh. Don't look like they got anything there either. 
Okay, cool. All right. Well, oh, okay. We got something going on here. Yay. Okay. All right, guys. Looks like we are in business. Have a good day, Chinkapinkapin. <laughs> Chinkapin54. Thanks for stopping in. Okay, let me go ahead and get this expanded here a little bit. Oh, come on then. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. If you would please go to your seats. We'll begin the program in approximately 90 seconds. Thank you. 
Ladies and gentlemen, if you would please have a seat. Greetings and good morning. It's a great day to be Republican in the United States of America and in the state of Texas. I'm very glad to see you're already excited because I was just going to tell you, if you're excited to be here at this Republican governor's debate, then show it by giving yourselves a big round of applause. I am very pleased to tell you that this is an official sellout. We have had over 650 confirmed reservations this morning. My name is John Myers. I serve as the Vice Chairman of the Collin County Republican Party, and I would like to officially welcome you to the North Texas Republican Governor's Debate. Please know that all four of the leading candidates for governor were invited to participate in today's debate. And we're pleased to have three of those four candidates here in person this morning. This morning, as you came into the venue, 
you are asked to participate in a straw poll as to who your current preference for governor would be if the election were held right now this morning. I want you to know that at the end of today's debate, we will be officially releasing the results of today's story. We're going to be asking you a question. We're going to ask you by a show of hands that after hearing today's debate, were any of you swayed to support perhaps a different candidate? And we would now like to know, at, at, by a show of hands, would you vote have voted differently in that straw poll? So, don't leave early, as you will definitely want to know the results of the straw poll. By the way, we have a lot of great Republican candidates in the House with us this morning, and if you are one of those candidates for any level of office at this time, please stand, wave, and be recognized. Please stand at this time. As you can imagine, a large event like this does not take place by itself. We have a large number of great volunteers, as well as some outstanding organizations and individuals who have contributed money, time, energy, and effort for this great event. I would just like to take for a moment and recognize the planning and steering committee for today's debate. That includes Terry Wade, Kathy Ward, Ann Campbell, Christine Strobush, Anu Sarif, Stephanie Razor, John Morales, and Sue Reeves. If you were involved in this, we had many, many volunteers. We had debate students from local high schools here as well. So if you are one of those folks that helped in today's debate, go ahead, stand up, and let's recognize you right now. One other note, on the way in, many of you walked by and didn't notice that we have some great sponsors that have tables right outside those doors. You're able to purchase and have t-shirts, signs, campaign information, so on your way out, make sure that you stop by those tables. Those are some great, great organizations and they deserve your support. So. Who are some of those particular organizations that we'd like to recognize? Well, let me tell you who they are. First of all, number one, the Como Group. This is our media partner with this debate, and they're also providing the live stream. How about a round of applause for the Como Group? In addition, we'd like to recognize, of course, the Collin County Republican Party, Minuteman Press in McKinney, Texas. Great job there. We'd like to recognize the AFCAT group, the Collin County Republican Men's Club, Golden Corridor Republican Women, We the People, Allen, Texas, 
Colin Strong, Republican Women of Greater North Texas, the CCCR, the Collin County Conservative Republicans, the Hispanic Republican Club of North Texas, the UCA, that is the Urban Conservatives of America. Thank you. Also, Plano Republican Women, also Restore the Republic, and a special shout out a special shout out to our venue sponsors, Sheriff Jim Skinner and Chris Hill, our county judge. So folks, this is a Republican event, and as such, we would like to officially get things started appropriately, and that means we start with prayer. And we'd like to give thanks to our good Lord. And at this time, I would like to ask Christine Strobush to please come forward and lead us in the invocation. Uh, my name's actually Kyle Baker, but that's okay. <laughs> All right. um, please join me in prayer. Um, Father, we thank you for this wonderful day and a chance to get together um, Thank you for each person that showed up here this morning, um, shook off their uh, turkey comas and, and came out early on a Saturday morning. Um, we thank you for each of these candidates um, that have answered the call uh, and made the sacrifice to uh, step up uh, and run for governor of the great state of Texas. And we ask the, your um, specific blessing and protection over each one of them and their families. Uh, just keep them safe, uh, keep them close to you, uh, guide them and direct them. And we pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Kyle. Thank you very much. We will next be honoring and saying the Pledge of Allegiance to the American flag and to the great state of Texas flag. I would like to ask, is Chris Hill in the house this morning? We are very honored and excited to have the Collin County Sheriff's Color Guard here in person to present and post the colors, leading us in the Pledge of Allegiance to the U.S. flag and to the Texas flag is Collin County Sheriff Jim Skinner, appropriately known around these parts as America's Sheriff. Good morning, it's great to see everyone here this morning. We'll continue this event by recognizing and honoring the greatest nation in the world. Collin County Sheriff's Office Honor Guard, post the color. Please join me in the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic 
for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. And now if you'll join me in the pledge to the flag of the great state of Texas. Honor the Texas flag. I pledge allegiance to thee, Texas, one state under God, one and indivisible. Ladies and gentlemen, we are very privileged to have with us this morning a rising star in the North Texas music scene. Singing the national anthem of the United States of America this morning will be Esther Abiog, a sophomore at Allen High School. Esther is a member of the Eagle Select Choir. She is the exclusive national anthem singer for We the People Allen. She is Turning Point USA's Allen Chapter Recruitment Chair. And in addition, Esther is a member of the Youth Advisory Council for the 3rd Congressional District of the State of Texas. Ladies and gentlemen, please help me welcome Esther to the stage.
You may be seated. As many of you know, we have a new chairman leading the Collin County Republican Party, Abraham George. Abraham George has served the party in several major capacities, including most recently as the Senate District 8 representative on the State Republican Executive Committee. Abraham is a business owner, a family man, and a servant leader. He was born and raised in India and legally immigrated to the United States in 1996. He is married to Gina, a registered nurse, and they have two school-aged children. Please help me welcome Collin County Republican Chairman and my friend, Abraham George. Thank you, guys. <clears throat> well, it is great to be here on this Saturday morning, and I am so excited to see all of your faces. Um, you know, Saturday morning we can do a lot of other things, but you guys, all of us, we love our country, and we want to do what is best for our country. And that's why you're spending your uh, beautiful mornings here. And I'm excited to have all of our candidates here. Um, Lieutenant Colonel Alan West, I had the privilege to serve with him and SREC while he was the party chairman for the Texas GOP, a great patriot. I also, uh, Senator Don Huffines is a good friend and a great patriot, and I'm glad to have him here as well. Chad Prather, a good man and a a good Texan, good patriot, good to have you here as well. As a county party, we have to stay away from endorsing or uh, being, uh, look like endorsing any candidate. And I'm going to stay away from the, from the debates. But one thing is for sure, this Marxist socialist Biden administration is finding new ways every day to cripple our country. And we need strong leaders here in Texas. And I'm so glad to see so many great warriors standing up in these last few months. And because of you, I think we're going to be all right. We're going to be all right here in America. Uh, because trust me, when I came from another country, just as John mentioned, I moved from India to here for freedom, for prosperity, for religious freedom. But if we lose all of that here, we really don't have another country to move to. None of us do. This is the last stand. So we really should, we really have to, don't have a choice but to stand up for our freedom. Thank you so much. Um, I, I, oh, one other thing I wanted to do is I wanted to see who else came from, who came from other counties other than Collin County. If you can, wow. Thank you all. It's great to have you all here. We appreciate you. Let's work together. 2022 is going to be a challenging year, but it's going to be a great year for the Republican Party. Not just here in Texas, but I think we're going to take the Senate and the Congress. God bless you all. God bless America.
And now, folks, let's get straight to the debate. We are very fortunate to have an experienced and knowledgeable debate moderator. Kathy Ward is a former Collin County Republican Party chairman, a former Collin County commissioner. She currently is co-host of J.P. Kathy and the Crew and the Christian women's talk show, Heart and Soul of Texas Women. Let's welcome our debate moderator, Kathy Ward. All right, thank you. May I borrow your gavel, please, sir? Just in case anybody gets rowdy. Well, hey, first of all, thank you so much for the honor of being the moderator today. This is an extremely important decision that Texans will be making in March and then again in November. And I look out, and this is a Saturday after Thanksgiving, y'all. I mean, I've been at this since the early 90s, and I, to my knowledge, we've never tried to pull off a Saturday after Thanksgiving event. So you fellow patriots, you here in this room and the people like you all over the great state of Texas, all over this amazing country that is still free, we're going to keep it free. So turn to the person to your right and to your left, high five them, shake their hand and say, thank you for being here and thank you for helping us win in 2022. I love it. So this is what I love. Everybody's here and supposedly we're supposed to be in a turkey coma right now. I feel tons of energy. How about y'all? And we've got three wonderful patriots who will be joining me on stage here in just a minute. If they can gather over here to this side of the stage and we'll be bringing them up. Um, one of the things that the other side tends to be really good at, they may claw out each other's eyes behind the scenes, but in public they come out and they're united. This cycle, we're gonna beat them at their own game. And one of the ways we're gonna bring that back is President Ronald Reagan. Ooh, I'd love to have some Ronald Reagan in office right now. And his 11th commandment. Yeah, that des he deserves applause, great president. And that 11th commandment is thou shalt not speak ill of thy fellow Republican. And I'm so glad that we've got gentlemen who are here today with us who are following that. They've agreed ahead of time to follow that. They are here to tell you why they feel they are best qualified to be the governor of the great state of Texas. They're here to tell you their ideas about a few choice topics we have today. And I can imagine as I call out these questions, you're going to be like, yep. There are certain freedoms, some that we've already lost, unfortunately, but there are certain freedoms that we literally have to fight tooth and nail for, and we're going to be talking about those today. So let's go ahead and bring up our candidates, because I know you're here to see them. First of all, we have former Senator Don Huffines. You'll welcome him to the stage.
And next we have Colonel Allen West. Welcome him to the stage. And rounding out our candidates, we have Chad Prather. Come on to the stage. And gentlemen, if you'll make sure your microphones are on. And to save time, um, they're going to stand behind the podium throughout the questioning. We're going to open with a three minute introduction so you can get to know them better. We're gonna go into a series of questions. There won't be any rebuttals or anything like these. These are such important topics that we wanted to make sure you heard from each of these candidates and how they feel about these important topics. And then we will close it out with why they think they're the best candidate for governor in a two minute conclusion. So let's get started. And we will start with you, Colonel West, and then um, Mr. Huffines and Mr. Prather, and then we'll rotate. So everybody gets to answer the question first, second, and third. All right. Well, thank you. Y'all ready? You're welcome. All right. Colonel West. Thank you so much. And to Chairman George, congratulations on becoming the uh, chairman for the Collin County Republican Party. And happy couple of days after Thanksgiving. It's a pleasure and honor to be here with each and every one of you. Lieutenant Colonel, retired United States Army Allen West, served 22 years in the United States Army. My last duty assignment was right here in Fort Hood, Texas. And. <laughs> But the thing is, I cannot get started until I also recognize all of my brothers and sisters who serve soldiers, sailors, airmen, Marines, Coast Guardsmen, first responders, law enforcement. We thank you all for what you do every single day to keep us safe and secure. I live not too far away in Garland, Texas. Uh, many of y'all have seen me up here in Collin County quite a bit. And I just want to say it is an honor to be standing on this stage. And the reason why I'm standing on this stage is very simple. Those of us that took that oath, for me it was 31 July 1982, we took an oath to the Constitution of the United States of America to support and defend it. And I cannot tell you how disturbing it is for me right now to see what is happening in the United States of America, and especially here in the state of Texas, where we're facing a constitutional crisis, without a doubt. We are on a battlefield. It is an ideological battlefield that we're on. It's a constitutional battlefield that we're on. And if there's one state that has to step up and show the other 49 states the way to go and the way to preserve the constitutional republic that we call America is the Republic of Texas. And we need to make sure that we stand up and preserve all of those rights, freedoms, and liberties that you have. Socialism and Marxism is not the way forward for us. And not having anyone believe that they have an enumerated power to decide who or what is essential in the state of Texas is not for us. But most importantly, when you look at what is happening on our southern border, I would have never thought that we would have a federal government that would abdicate its constitutional duty and responsibility to keep us safe and to protect us here in the state of Texas. Without a doubt, that is the number one thing that we must do, and that's the number one thing that I will definitely do, is to secure that border. 30 years ago, I was on a border protecting Kuwait. How interesting it is that here I am living in Texas and we cannot even protect our own border. That's job number one. So I just wanna say thank you again. I look forward to sharing these thoughts, perspectives, and insights with each and every one of you. 
And when I look out and I see all of these faces, Texas is in good shape. God bless you all. Thank you. Thank you so much. Next, Don Huffines. Hello, Patriots. I'm. Thank you. Well, I'm Don Huffines, and I'm going to be your next governor. Thank you. I'm a. I'm a fifth generation Texan. I was born in Dallas. I grew up in the Metroplex. I'm a God-fearing, lifelong conservative patriot. I'm a businessman. I'm a husband of 34 years to my perfect wife, Mary Catherine. We have five children, four boys and a girl, and we homeschooled them throughout their schooling career to make sure they could grow up in a good conservative Christian environment, and they did. As a matter of fact, all four boys are Eagle Scouts, and I was a scoutmaster. And I can tell you that in 13, I was tired of the lies. I was tired of the rhinos. I've been a delegate to many state conventions over a couple of decades, and I love our party platform. And I decided in 13, I needed to knock out a rhino, and I did. So I was in the state Senate from 14 to 18. And let me tell you, I got a PhD in that swamp. I uncovered one of the largest political corruption scandals in Texas history, obscure government agency, $100 million budget, 3,000 employees. I got the Rangers involved. They were stealing tens of millions of dollars. I got six people put in prison, pro tem of the city. Awesome. Thank you. Make sure that's working. I think it's working. Also, I was, thanks, Chad. Sorry. I was always ranked one of the most conservative, top three conservative state senators in Austin. And according to the Secretary of the Senate in Austin, I'm the only elected office holder in Austin in Texas history that never took a penny from the state of Texas. No pay, no pension, no health care, no reimbursement, no nothing. And I'm going to do the same thing as your governor because I don't work for the state. I work for the people that put me there. I don't, I don't need a new job. I don't need a new career. I'm doing this because the job's just not getting done. Is the border secure? Are your property taxes going down? Do you have confidence your votes aren't being stolen? I've got a great plan to secure that border, and the key to it is I'm never asking. I'm going to make sure you have a confidence in your elections. It's going to be a new chapter, not just in Texas history and the Huffines administration, but it's going to be a new book in Texas history. It is. Our greatest right. days Thank are coming. Thank you, sir. That's, Thank that's, you. Your, that's your three minutes. Thank you. All right, Mr. Prather. Well, happy Thanksgiving. There's so much to be thankful for, especially if we live in the great state of Texas. 
Thank God we're not California, Washington, Oregon, Illinois, New York, or even Washington, D.C. <laughs> but I want to remind everybody, not only am I thankful for Texas, but I'm going to remind you that the reason we're here today is not because of the men that are on this stage, and it's really not even because of you, although I'm thankful that you are here. We're here today for your children and your children's children. We're here for the next generations and the history and the legacy that is to come, the history that's still being written. And right now we have a history that's being written that quite honestly leaves an untenable future for Texas. We have probably another, oh, I would say, uh, I'm being gracious to say eight years before we do look like California or Oregon or Washington because we have a big government and that big government is a blob that's consuming everything that it touches and everything that it touches it moves on and leaves people like you and me in its wake and it's time to get government out of our lives we live in a state where spending is out of control we have a target on our back from this administration. The federal government wants Texas to fall because they know we are the last bastion of liberty, the rock whereby the rest of the nation anchors its freedom to us here in Texas. They want us to fall. That's why when you turn on the television, you see the southern border of Texas. You don't see New Mexico, Arizona, or California, but Texas, because they know that Texas is to be feared. Texas has the only size, leverage, economy, drive, sense of history, dignity, the people, the population, to put Washington, D.C. back on track. D.C. doesn't want to be put back on that track of freedom. They don't. They want to continue on in this big government form and fashion that we are starting to emulate here even in Austin. Folks, when we utter the words, God bless Texas, we are taking a very solemn and sacred oath. We're invoking the name of God honoring his providence, his hand of grace and mercy that has directed us throughout a very great history in this state. But folks, I don't want you to take for granted that blessing because right now we have deified big government and we're bowing down to it, allowing it to dole out little trinkets to its citizens so that it demands our allegiance and our dependence on it in the years to come. Folks, this must stop. And it stops right here because the system that we have in place doesn't work. The people that are there are not working. They're not operating with delegated authority, but rather dictatorial power, unilaterally making decisions that govern your life, and I can feel the boot on the back of my neck. It's time to say enough is enough. Let's bow our knee before that God who gives us the providence, and let's move forward and build a great history together and make Texas great. I'm glad to be with you. I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful for Texas, and may God bless her from now on. Thank you. All right, we're getting ready to start with our first question. I want to remind our candidates that right here, if y'all will stand up. First of all, let's thank our timekeepers. This is not an easy job. Y'all stand up. Wave to the crowd. <laughs> thank y'all very much. So they will show you a, a 30 second warning and then a stop. Is that correct? Okay. So just, and we've kind of got one in front of each of you. So that way you can tell, right? <laughs> wave, wave your 30 second, wave your stop. <laughs> So if you'll please respect and, um, and follow their directions. They're truly the ones in charge of this debate. <laughs> All right, first question, and this will come as no surprise to this audience. It's about medical freedom. The federal government has committed significant overreach 
with their unconstitutional vaccine mandates? What will you do to ensure that every Texan has the freedom to document our constitution but we're talking about something that's personal to you your medical liberty i will do everything i can as your governor to ensure that no one is forced to take a vaccine thank you Jack. <laughs> you can have that one's a bummer okay somebody get us yeah. a mic that works <laughs> no one should be forced to take a vaccine they don't want to take for any reason. I was for vaccine choice before we had this Wuhan virus. This is your medical liberty we're talking about. I will make sure and the simple way to do that is to pass a piece of legislation. Look, thank you. The governor can get that done. I've called for a next, another special session something to be clear about the governor of texas can get almost any bill done anytime he wants i've been in the legislature i've seen it but the lack of leadership has done to us my campaign's about leadership no excuses i'm the actual republican running is actually going to do something i'll get a bill done as quick as any bill you've ever seen to make sure that you cannot be forced to take a potential poison into your body. Look, guys, I have never taken the vaccine and I never will take the vaccine. If you want to take it 10 times, get after it. If you want to walk around in a space suit, that's okay. But I'm not going to let anyone forcibly require you to wear a mask or your kids to wear a mask in school, or to shut down your school system. This is about you. This is for you. That's why I'm running. This is about your liberty and your freedom. Thank you very much. Thank you. If you'll pass the mic. Mr. Prather? One of the beautiful things about being a Texan is that we have a sense of what I call humble arrogance. Everything is a little bit larger here. We walk a little bit taller. Our heads are held high. Our chests are stuck out. Our stomachs sucked in. I, I look at this, uh, this handout that Colonel West has, and I love that picture of him in that shirt. Those are implants, aren't they? Those are implants. I, implants, yeah. <laughs> I could put on the shirt, but I don't think it would look quite so good. 
You know, I was a Texan in South Dakota last July, July 2nd. I was sitting across the table from Don Trump Jr. having a glass of wine. And I, uh, my phone went off, and it was notifying me that the governor of Texas had handed out another shutdown, another deeming of your business and your individual selves as being non-essential. He did that dictatorially and unilaterally. He shut us down again, and that's when I went to Twitter over a mandate and said that I was going to run for governor in 2022 in the great state of Texas. Now, again, I don't know if it was because I was drinking wine or with a Trump that I went to Twitter, but nonetheless, I went to Twitter. And so... I realize that um, there are things that are very sacred to us. Our border is very sacred. We know that. We see people encroaching, coming across, invading. How much more sacred is the autonomy of the human body's border? And yet we're being told that we must be forced to allow something to inject us in order to keep a job. I was driving down the interstate just this morning. I saw a billboard that said, not all heroes wear capes, and it had pictures of medical professionals on it. Well, apparently not all heroes get to keep their jobs in the state of Texas either. Now, under terms of employment, I can tell my employees that I want them to wear a uniform eight hours a day as long as they're on the workplace, but I can't tell them to go home and wear it all night long and to wear it 24 hours a day, seven days a week. That violates their terms of employment. How dare I say that they've got to inject something, a foreign substance in their body, something that people don't even understand or even know if it's effective or it works, something that is consistently being censored. Listen, if you want to have freedom of choice, it's not freedom of choice if you're restricted from not choosing it. So what we're seeing, folks, is, is right now, immediately there should be a legislative session taking place regardless of holidays. Now, the governor will call a legislative session after the first of the year. He'll do it. He'll do it. But he'll do it because he's afraid of Donald Trump rescinding his endorsement over election integrity. He's not saying anything about these mandates. These mandates need to be priority number one. It needs to be passed through the legislation because his executive order is not worth any more than the paper it's written on. It's garbage until it goes through the legislature. Needs to be priority number one. Folks, I've read a lot about COVID. I don't understand any of it, neither do the scientists or the doctors. But I have read the Texas Constitution, and I have read the U.S. Constitution. And I know it wasn't written and to keep us safe you, or Mr. healthy, Prater. but to keep us free. Thank you. All right, Colonel West. Well, first and foremost, we have to come to realize we live in a republic. Two things about a republic is, number one, is your rights, your freedoms and liberties. Oh. I do have it on. Uh, tilt it and see tilt. if that helps. If not, I can hand you mine. Tilt it. Is that Can y'all hear him? Excellent. Okay. And time use, starts over now, please. I use my army voice. <laughs> the thing is, living in a republic, we're supposed to be governed by laws, not ruled by mandates, edicts, orders, and decrees. And when I look at the Constitution, I cannot find an enumerated power to any level of government that says they're supposed to protect our health. They're supposed to protect our rights. And when you talk about medical freedom, that is one of the most important rights that you have. If you cannot have control over your body and what goes into your body, what do you have control over? Now, some of you all may know that my wife and I, we had a little fight with Mr. Wuhan coronavirus. And the thing is that I did not get a shot, not going to get a shot, but we called up some of the frontline doctors here in the state of Texas, and we asked them what are the right treatments, what are the right protocols, what are the right therapies out there. 
That's why we went and got the monoclonal antibodies therapy. That's why we got on the ivermectin. That's why we're taking the zinc. We're taking the D3. We're taking the calcium. All of those things that are available to you. But when I see what is happening right now, and oh, by the way, when did Joe Biden come out and say that he was going to have this shot mandate? It was right in the middle of a debacle in Afghanistan to shift the narrative. We've got to be smarter than that. And when we're talking about this coronavirus, this is the least dangerous pandemic that the world has ever seen. A 99.9% .9 recovery rate. That is not worth the ruining of lives, the losing of your freedoms that we have experienced even here in the state of Texas. So it is not just about getting them back in for a special session to make sure that we pass a law. But let me tell you something else that needs to happen. Right over in Tarrant County, there's a Tarrant County sheriff who is laying in bed dying from COVID-19. His wife has asked for certain procedures and therapies and protocols, and the hospital is denying him. How did we get to this point here in Texas? This is one of the things that we must do. The Texas Medical Board, the Texas Nursing Board, the Texas Pharmacy Board must all be reformed because those bureaucracies serve you as Texas. They don't get to make the decisions about what you get to have in your bodies. And I will do that reformation. And again, when we have the state of the state address in January of 2023, if it's not resolved, medical freedom will be one of those legislative priorities that I will put forth as your governor. Thank you. Thank you. I knew there would be a lot of passion with, that, with the answers to that question. Um, the next order will be Mr. Prather, and then Colonel West, and then Senator Huffines. And this is about a little thing called election integrity. I, I will refrain from saying something about 2020, but it's going through my head and it's going through your head too. All right, how confident are you that we had election integrity in 2020 in the state of Texas? And what is your plan to ensure every legal vote in Texas will be counted? No, we did not have a, uh, a good election, did we? There's no question about it. There's meddling. There's been meddling in every election. There's been meddling on both sides. Don't fool yourself. And it has been for generations. There's no greater privilege than to be able to go and vote as an American and trust that your vote is going to count, that the person that you selected is going to be the person who has that delegated authority to represent you in your state or your national capital. I do believe that there is no place for machines to be counting those votes. I believe the best algorithm is the human being and the human mind and their eyes. And I believe they need to be counted as many times as they need to be counted to make sure that the vote is authentic and it is verified. There needs to be as much oversight as possible. There needs to be people who can look over the shoulders if necessary. And we won't see anything like cardboard being put up on the windows to make sure that the polling places are hiding something. We will make sure that voter integrity is enforced to the fullest extent of the law and anyone caught voting or actively participating in illegal voting will be punished as a federal crime. It will be a felony. And we will demand forensic audits for every single election. 
In fact, if contrary to what Senator Huffine says, when I win this election, I will demand a forensic audit of my own election because I want to know that I know that I know that I know. There's nothing better than having a, a, a having integrity in your heart and knowing that something counted. And folks, we've got to defend this to the full extent of our being. And you know, it's a beautiful thing in this country. And a lot of people are coming out and saying they don't trust the, the voting process anymore. Folks, they can only turn the knob up so high. They didn't turn it up high enough in 2016 when they thought they had a shoe in with Hillary Clinton. They turned it up way too high with uh, Brandon. Because we know Joe Biden didn't get 81 million votes. We know he didn't. So what do you do? You be the algorithm that God created you to be, and you overwhelm the system by showing up and casting your ballot and making sure that we prove them to be the frauds that they are. All right, Colonel West. You know, back in 2012, in my congressional re-election race, I ran into a little voter fraud. We had a county clerk by the name of Gertrude Walker that they caught on tape going in and uh, manipulating ballots. And we knew that right after about midnight, there was a 3,000 vote shift. We have a problem with voter fraud in the United States of America. If you recall the words of Joseph Stalin, he said, it is not the person that casts the, ba the ballot that matters, it's the person that counts the ballot that matters. And when I look at what is happening here in Texas, the number one thing that we need to do, you can pass all the laws that you want, but you must enforce those laws. And it is really something to be considerate of. And SB1 passing here in the state of Texas, but yet on pages 72 to 73, it took voter fraud from being a felony and it brought it down to a misdemeanor. And what message are you sending to people if they are not going to be accused, you know, charged with a felony, but instead a misdemeanor? And we have a Speaker of the House that said he would not take that bill up. That's where you need strong leadership. And furthermore, I would not have signed that bill. Obviously, someone did. Maybe they didn't read the bill. But the most important thing is when you look at what has happened in Harris County, Chris Hollins, who was the county clerk there, who is the treasurer of the Texas Democrat Party, appointed by Lena Hidalgo, he should be in jail. When you think about these curbside voting locations that he put up, when you think about 2.7 million unsolicited ballots that he wanted to mail out, the thing is that we have to enforce those laws. And I think that we have to make sure that the Attorney General's office and also the Secretary of State's office, they focus on this issue. It's not so much about creating a new agency, a bureaucracy. It is about people doing their job. And if people can't do their job and protecting the ballot and the vote here in Texas, they should not be in those positions. I know someone running for attorney general is going to do a pretty good job at protecting your ballot. But the other thing that we have to do is we have to come and follow up on these county commissions. Because one of the things when you read H.R. 1 coming down from the House of Representatives, they don't want voter registration roll review. We must have consistent and regular voter registration roll review. We must make sure that our Secretary of State's office, they're going out there and they are the ones approving and testing and putting out validation for these machines and the processes and the procedures. And if you don't follow those processes and procedures, your county balloting will be invalidated. We've got that problem down in Dallas County. We've got that problem in Bear County. We've got that problem in Travis County. So again, it is about enforcing the laws, enforcing the standards, and holding people responsible and accountable. And to this point right now, Republicans have never done that.
Thank you, Senator Huffines. Well, look, we know people cheat in elections. People have cheated in elections since there's ever been an election. The Romans and Greeks probably cheated each other. It's the foundation of our constitutional republic. It's to have confidence in our elections. And when that foundation breaks, all heck is going to break loose. It's imperative that we have confidence. Well, I'm proposing to give you confidence and to create a new law enforcement division because what this is about is enforcing the election laws. We've got a lot of laws and that's great, but we don't have any enforcement of the laws. So my proposal is to create a new government, a new, uh, excuse me, law enforcement division is called Government Corruption and Election Integrity Division. It can have up to 500 officers in it. One will be assigned to each county. They're going to be completely familiar with the laws, the election laws. They'll follow the ballots. They'll be in between the two parties. They'll be in central accounting. They're going to know the software, who owns the software, who programmed the software. And better than that, we're going to have a new court system, have a three-judge panel. We're going to have a new prosecution system so we can get convictions. And we can move the venue out of the counties where these violations occur. Government corruption is real. Election fraud is real. Who are you going to call? Who are you calling when you think your county commissioners are lying and cheating? Who are you calling when you think the, the school board or the water board is not being honest? Who? I saw corruption firsthand in Austin, Texas, and let me tell you, it's real and it's a swamp. I've seen it locally. And the scary part about it is it's not hard to find but you need confidence in your election. I'm going to make sure that we've got forensic audits, audits of all the elections. As a businessman, I understand how valuable that can be, whether someone's cheating or not. They give you great information of best practices of what you can do better. And anyone that doesn't want a forensic third-party audit makes me really nervous. I mean, that's like, really? Are you serious? You know they're probably hiding something. Well... I'm going to make sure as governor, I don't unilaterally change our election laws. And I'm going to make sure that we get back, uh, change the misdemeanors, like Colonel West said, back to a felony. In the Huffines administration, you're going to have confidence in your elections. Thank you. Thank you. And I appreciate our candidates. Let's give them a round of applause for sticking to the three minutes. And they will be hanging around a little bit after the debate. So if there's any questions you have, make sure to write down notes and talk to them. I know they're all accessible. Um, so just know they will, you will have some time with them after the debate. And this is one of those you're gonna wanna take notes because this, we could literally have a debate and a discussion just on this important topic, border security and trafficking. So the Texas border crisis, which, by the way, federal government, it's real. Illegal drugs, human trafficking, it's all worse than it's ever been. What will you do to ensure that the Texas border is safe 
and then we put an end to both illegal drugs and human trafficking. And Colonel West, if you'll go first. Sure. Uh, just last week, I was down in uh, Brewster County, Alpine, Texas, talking with the sheriff out there, Sheriff Dotson, Border Patrol agents, and some of the ranchers. No one is talking about what's happening out there in the Big Bend sector, which is far more dangerous than what we see the news media telling us, because out there is wide open. There was 1,254-mile borders that we have here that we share with Mexico. Only 145 miles of the Trump wall have been done. That's where you find the single military-aged males dressed in black, dressed in camouflage uniforms with backpacks coming across the border, terrorizing people there. So one of the things that we have to do, we have to have a command and control system. We have several different sectors, Big Bend sector, Del Rio sector, Rio Grande Valley sector, Laredo sector. We need to have those sectors and task organize our forces that go in there. One of the things that we have not done is effectively use our Texas National Guard because we are sending them down there. First and foremost, they don't have a good mission. They don't have a good task and purpose. Many of them don't have the ammunition. They're being told not to return fire when the cartels, who are actually transnational, narco-criminal terrorist organizations, I would designate them that, and so that we can go after their financing, we can go after them, because we are fighting a war on our border. We don't have that perspective. If the federal government is going to abdicate their constitutional duty and responsibility, then the Border Patrol and ICE and everyone else will fall under our operational control. That's the bottom line that we have to have. The other thing that we have to do, without a doubt, we have to enable our constitutional law enforcement officers, which are our sheriffs, to be able to have the power to arrest, detain, and deport individuals out of the state of Texas. This is no longer a debatable issue. Article 4, Section 4 of the Constitution is called the Guarantee Clause. The federal government is supposed to guarantee to every state in the union to protect us from invasion. They're not doing that. Article 1, Section 10, Clause number 3 says what states can do to protect themselves. We've just got to follow the Constitution. The Texas State Constitution says in Article 4, Section 7, one of the duties and responsibilities of the governor of the state of Texas as the commander-in-chief of the Texas Military Department is to repel invasions. I've been on borders, been in Kuwait and Iraq, Iraq and Iran, Afghanistan and Pakistan. The only way you secure a border is to be on the border, not 30 miles off the border, not staying in hotel rooms, not putting our men and women in harm's way. And the last thing, these non-governmental organizations that are the travel agencies for illegal immigrants, we will revoke their licenses and we will start taxing illegal immigrants for their remittances that they're sending out of this state. Thank you. Thank you. Mr. Prather. Thank you. Well, this isn't the reason. One of the main reasons this election is the most important election in the history of the United States. The border. The federal government's never going to secure the border. The federal government never has secured the border. And when Trump was president, our most courageous president we've ever had, we had the trifecta. Thank you. In Washington, we had the, the Congress, and the border was still porous. I've been, I was on the border committee in Austin when I was in the Senate. I've been in the gunboats up and down the river. I've taken the helicopter tours. I've been the border multiple times since I got in this election. And my border plan's up on my website. It has been since the second week of May when I announced. Let me set the table for you, as you probably know. 
But Border Patrol's telling me since the beginning of the year, they've called illegals from 147 different countries. Over one and a half million people are going to flood into Texas unapprehended in a 12-month period. I tell you this, because any way you define it, it's an invasion, an invasion of Texas. This is a premeditated attack on Texas. Texas will be blue because of this. I'm going to finish Trump's wall, and we're going to build it for hundreds of miles, and we'll spend the $4 billion or so we think is necessary to do that. And I can tell you as a businessman, I know this is a good trade because of how much we spend on illegal immigration in this state of Texas. It's about a one-year payback. But the most important thing I'm going to do is use the United States Constitution. Of course, that's Article 1, Section 10 which clearly gives the states the authority to defend themselves as they're being invaded. I'm engaging the entire Texas military, the entire National Guard. And if that's not enough, I'll be soliciting support from other states. We're not worried about immigration laws. We're going to immediately deport anyone that gets across that river back to the other side of that river and then treat this like an invasion that it is. Patriots, there's 25 bridges over that river. You paid for every one of the roads leading to those bridges. You pay for the maintenance of those roads over those bridges. Let me tell you, we can unmaintain them just as quick as we maintain them. We need to stop, and we're going to stop all inbound commercial traffic from Mexico. This is strategic. This is to make sure that Mexico feels the pain until they secure their side of the river and take it back from the cartels. They are being a very bad neighbor. I love Mexico and I love Mexicans, but I can tell you, I'm going to get done in 30 days what no one else in this country's ever done. Thank I'm you, sir. Secure the board. Time's up. Thank you. This is that uh, point in our forums where I always say, ditto. You know, I've done some reading, believe it or not, in recent days. Um, back in 2017, 2018, there were studies that were done by some eggheads that believe they know mathematics, and they estimated that an open border would bring, and listen to this number, $100 trillion into the economy of the United States. Now, that's an astronomical number, but that's what happens. You know, politicians throw around words like billions and trillions, and we just glaze over and we think big number and we move on. But the big government does believe that the economy will be bolstered and will be boosted by an open border. As I said earlier, we have a big government in Washington, D.C. That's no argument, but we also have a big government in Austin. And I believe that the current governor believes that we're being incentivized monetarily by having an open border. That's why he refuses to do anything about it. Now, we can enforce the laws that are on the books, and we need to. We need to detect. We need to deter. We need to detain starting to get a little crowded down there, but we need to deport and we need to defend. At this stage in the game, we know, as I said earlier, that Washington, D.C. is not coming to our aid. It's on us. We need to declare and reestablish the sovereignty of Texas, treat our borders as precious. I believe it's another reason why the Texas bill honestly needs to be on the ballot. If nothing more... If nothing more than to send a signal to Washington, D.C. that we do mean business, put up or shut up. 
come to our aid or we'll take care of it ourselves. But they're not coming to our aid. We don't expect them to, and we honestly don't need them to. Article 4, Section 7 of the Texas Constitution says that in this case, the governor of the state can become the commander-in-chief and can call up the Texas State Guard. There is a great constitutional word out there that we feign shock and horror when we hear it. It's called militia. And we need to enable our border sheriffs to be able to deputize these men to go down and build not only Trump's wall, but a human wall. We need to make sure that these cartels are named terrorist organizations, international terrorist organizations, so that we can employ the full might and strength of our fighting men and women against them. It's got to stop. We've got to make sure that when they do transactions at the bank, that there are high, high, high percentages of fines against them when illegals try to transact in our banks here in Texas. It seems to be working in other states. Think about how much more it could work here in Texas. Folks, I'm telling you, we are in a crisis here. We have pressure from without and from within. I don't understand when or where or how Haitians learn to walk on water. But they're here, and they've been brought here. They didn't wander here. They've been brought here. They've been brought here on purpose. They want to weaken us. We do control the highways and the bridges. If we could figure out how to get enough money, I think we ought to make the Rio Grande into a deep navigable river for trade. All right, thank you. Watch them cross that. I was just getting into the politically incorrect solutions. That's why everybody has to hang out afterwards and talk to y'all. Next order will be Senator Hines, then Mr. Prather, and then Colonel Allen. This is about education. This is about our future. The federal government has declared war on parents who challenge their school boards especially with subjects like CRT and sex education. How will you listen to the voices of parents and keep Texas schools conservative? Mr. Huffines? Thank you. Well, this is where the state of Texas spends most of our money is on education. It's, there's, what is more important than educating our kids? Really nothing. This is our future. These children are our future. I personally, in my campaign, have we, we've uncovered a lot of uh, documents that CRT is being taught to our, our government workers at the Department of Family and Protective Services. There's an onboarding document that was brought to us by a whistleblower, for instance, that requires everyone to work for this 13,000-person agency to read this 29-page document, watch videos on CRT, and get tested on it, and get tested. This is pure Marxist propaganda. It's trying to separate us into different segments of society and let us compete with each other. Well, they've taken that down finally. They have. Well, education, it'll be important and top priority of my administration. I'm a champion for school choice. And I was the one that filed those bills in Austin in 2015. I believe in competition. Competition lowers the price of everything and it increases the quality of everything it touches. And it's certainly gonna do that in a government monopoly like our government school system. Thank you. 
This is our opportunity to make sure that our future is taken care of with our children, and it will be under Huffine's administration. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Prather. You've heard me say it many times. You think I'm being tongue-in-cheek, but I mean it. I think we need to burn the public education system to the ground. It's built on a bad foundation. It's built on the Dewey and Man system of humanism that elevates man to the point of deity and bowing down to the altar of me, myself, and I. It's an education that leads to socialism, ultimately to Marxism, and so when you see CRTV, CRTV, I used to work for CRTV, it's hard to leave the V off. When you see critical race theory being brought in, it's just repackaged Marxism. If we kill it now, it just comes back repackaged under another label later on because that's what this system will continue to foster. It wants to produce Marxists. And then our kids don't have any sense of education, no idea what critical or complex thinking is because our teachers, God bless you, have not been allowed to educate, to teach, to train, to evaluate, to promote, but you've been told you've got to train for a test that's standardized so we can get money from Washington, D.C., so we can continue turning out little communists. Now, you don't believe me. Go to a college campus and see where we're sending them and what's churning out right there. We have a governor that's consistently putting loony leftist, lunatic progressives on the Board of Regents. A man that claims to be a Republican is putting these progressives on our Board of Regents so that when our kids graduate from these socialist institutions of brainwashing we call public schools and they go out and they enter into a college or a university, after four or five years, they come out deeply in debt with a degree in undecided. They don't know who they are because we're not teaching them. We've got to untie the hands of our teachers and let them educate. Let them do what they dreamed of doing all through their own school years in molding young minds and turning them loose on the world. We must make sure that, that the curriculum that is put forth is one of American values, true history, not revisionist history, one that reminds people that civics matters, economics matters, small government matters, and faith matters as well. Folks, we need to incentivize without overreach or reaching in those who choose to homeschool, those who choose to educate their children through co-ops, and we must think outside of the box because, let's face it, we're spending $93 billion a year in this state to fund these socialist institutions called public schools. It's time for a change. It's time to stop doing things that we've always done and getting the exact same results, folks. Let's take our kids' minds back. We have a moral obligation to the next generation. I've told you, and I'm telling you, the chickens are coming home to roost. Thank you. Colonel West, and if you want to pick up your microphone, I think we have some people at the back who said be able to hear you better. Hear me okay? All right. You're looking at someone that's a product of school choice. I grew up in the inner city of Atlanta, Georgia, the old Fourth Ward neighborhood. My parents did not send me to John Hope and C.W. Hill. They sent me to Our Lady of Lourdes Catholic School. And if you read the Communist Manifesto by Karl Marx, one of the planks in the Communist Manifesto is the state control of education. And that's where we are in the United States of America. That's where we are in the state of Texas. Many of you have heard me say the most important elected position in the country it's not president, it's not senator, it's not congressman, it's not governor, it's school board. And that's why when the parents over in Southlake, Carroll ISD, 
asked me to come over to help them fight against the cultural competency action plan. We stood up the South Lake Families Pack. And guess what has happened in South Lake? They flipped their school board. When the parents down there in Cyfair, the third largest school district in the state of Texas, asked me to come down and sit with them. I sat down, did a video with three candidates. They flipped the Cyfair School Board this past election. That's what we have to do. We have to get out there and work with the parents. I need you to run for school board, and I will support you in running for school board because that's how we change. School is so important. School choice is a civil rights issue of this generation. And when I think about what is happening, this is cultural Marxism. And we cannot allow cultural Marxism to come in and infiltrate the schools here. I will tell you one of the things, Mr. Mike Morath, who is head of the Texas Education Agency, he can pack his bags because he will not be in that position for long. We have got to reform the Texas Education Agency. We have got to get school choice passed. That was one of the things that I advocated for heavily as the chairman of the Republican Party of Texas. And I found it very disconcerting that we have quote unquote Republicans that aren't working hard for school choice. The only way that you enjoy the equality of opportunity that this country affords you is through a good quality education. If you don't have a good quality education, you will not have the quality of opportunity, you will have the quality of outcomes, which is what the progressive socialist left wants. So this is so important. The other thing that I need you all to do is find out who is your member on the Texas State Board of Education. And we need to make sure that we have good, strong constitutional conservatives that are on the Texas State Board of Education. No independent school district that wants to teach cultural Marxism will get funding from a West administration. No more progressive socialists on the Board of Regents for our colleges and universities here in the state of Texas. Thank you. Thank you. All right, final question before we go to our closing statement. And this will be a three-minute question, and we will go Colonel West, and then Mr. Prather, and then Senator Huffines. First of all, if you are here and you're on social media, please share this with your friends, with the people on your social media. Use the hashtag KeepTexasRed. If you're in Collin County, you can use the hashtag Collin County or Collin GOP or Collin County party. Those of you who came from other counties, and again, welcome. We're so happy you're here. Use your local party's hashtag and get the word out because November of 2022 starts now. So in keeping with this, we've got a final question to keep Texas red. With Beto announcing that he is in the race, that was an eye roll. Okay. <laughs> Will you commit to endorse support and work for whoever the Republican part primary voters choose so that we can unify the Republican Party and keep Texas red come November. Colonel West. Absolutely. Because I think about when you're a commander in combat, you don't look to your adjacent unit who are fighting against the enemy and say, I'm not going to support them. If someone is the primary effort in a fight in a, on the battlefield, and you're the supporting effort, you're there for them if they need you. You're there if you're the reserve force or what have you. So this is not about me personally. This is about the country that I took an oath to support and defend, the Constitution. This is about the great state of Texas, which is the tip of the spear in this ideological battlefield in which we find ourselves. And I don't think Robert Francis O'Rourke 
has a chance. But this is the deal. We have got to send a message to the left that this whole thing about turning Texas blue is a pipe dream, that it will never happen, and it certainly will not happen as long as you embrace the philosophies of Karl Marx, Joseph Stalin, or many of the other socialist Marxist dictators. Texas has the lead. As I say so often, the Lone Star illuminates the other 49 on the American flag. And whoever you select, whoever you select is your warrior, is your gladiator to go into the arena to do the fight for you, Alan West will have their back. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Mr. Prather. I wholeheartedly agree, absolutely, 100%. I am thankful for the men to my right. I pray for them every day. Colonel West and Senator Huffines are friends of mine. And I'm thankful to say, wherever I go throughout this great state, that it's my pleasure not to run against them, but to run alongside them. Whoever winds up on the Republican ticket in that primary election will get my vote. Whoever winds up in a, let's say, a runoff against Greg Abbott will get my vote. Now, I'm a social media guy. I have millions of followers. I'm currently in Facebook jail for a really good joke. I said that the difference between Rittenhouse and the vaccine is Kyle's shots were effective. I'll see y'all in about two more weeks. But I will marshal the forces of social media and all the outreach I have through my television show as well to be able to say whoever's in that primary, I want them to support that man against Greg Abbott in the primary. When it comes to the general, we will make sure that Beto O'Rourke, who, by the way, we've got to stop giving these mindless moron, these political idiots a voice and giving them almost celebrity status. It's got to stop because they bring with them a lot of money. And with a lot of money, they flip a lot of seats on a down ballot. So folks, as I said earlier, show up, vote, make sure that what happened in 2018 in the down ballot when he ran against Senator Cruz does not happen again in this gubernatorial election. It's on us to make sure that Texas stays red and on us to make sure that we don't allow those that type of idiocy and lunacy to have any place in political rhetoric in our great state. Hell no, you're not getting my AR-15 or whatever Joe Biden calls it. He calls it 14. Or my AK-47. God bless these men. God bless this process. God bless this primary. And God bless this election. Thank you. Senator Huffines. Well, thank you, and I echo uh, what Chad said. I, too, will support uh, whoever wins uh, the nomination uh, for the Republican Party, and I'll support whoever uh, wins, gets in the runoff against Greg Abbott, of the three people up here on the stage. I love the Republican Party. I've been a member of the Republican Party and supporting it all my life. 
I've been like a delegate to many, many state conventions, national conventions, and I love our party platform. It's put together by tens of thousands of Texas Republicans. This is what we do at our convention, the largest convention in, in the country, maybe the largest one in the world. It clearly defines who we are as Texas Republicans in our legislative agendas, and that's why I ran for office. Because I was tired of Republicans campaigning one way and, and then governing a different way and not paying attention to it. So I pray to you that the candidate that we have representing us against Bobby O'Rourke is someone who believes in the Republican Party, who believes in you and what you want as our legislative agenda. And in the Huffines administration, that's what you're going to get. I'm with you. I'm for you. I'm here because of you and because of the Republican Party. Truly, it is the answer to who we are as Texans. This is our future. Thank you. Thank you. Now we move to our two minutes. If timers, if you'll set your, set your clocks for two minutes, our two-minute closing statement from each of the candidates. And we will start with Senator Huffines, then go to Mr. Prather, and then finish up with Colonel West two minutes, and in that conclusion, please let us know why you are the best governor candidate for governor. Senator Huffines. Thank you. Imagine patriots. Imagine a Texas where the border is completely secure, that you don't have to worry about the cartels coming over and poisoning your children with fentanyl and sex trafficking. Imagine you don't have to rent your home from the government anymore. You don't have to rent your business from the government anymore. You can actually own your own home. Imagine a Texas where you've got confidence in your elections, that your vote's not being stolen, and we're not going to have government corruption. Well, that's the Texas you're going to get in the Huffines administration. A Texas where we can all be united together working together when we are united there's nothing that can stop us nothing can can keep us from doing what's best for the republican party and best for texas patriots grab those swords of liberty and help me cut the chains of government awaken the sheep from their slumber so they too can help us restore the liberties that have been stolen from us Awaken them to the power of the Constitution, the power of the free market, the power of Lord Jesus Christ himself. Patriots, this is our time. This is the time we've been waiting for. Join me. Go to DonHuffines.com. DonHuffines.com. Join me in this revolution of ideas, and the only ammunition we need is our love of Texas. This is Texas. We're going to get our swagger back. God bless you, and God bless Texas. Mr. Prather. I haven't opened any field offices. I haven't raised millions of dollars. In fact, I call myself as grassroots as it gets, which is politispeak for saying we're broke. 
My field office is parked in the parking lot. It's got a dog in the back seat. That dog has seen more of Texas in the last five months than most of you will ever see in your lifetime. That's the truth. We've crisscrossed that state. I came in from South Texas. I started at 4 a.m. this morning to be here. I'll turn around and go back this afternoon. I love this great state. I don't need to dial for dollars for you to give me money in order to convince me to do a job that you need done. I want that job done out of the conviction of my heart because I believe we have a moral obligation before God's providence in Texas. I believe that it's time we get government out of our lives. I don't believe that there is a complex solution that can be solved while still being politically correct, and God knows I'm not. So folks, I want to make politics boring again. I want to do as Sam Houston said, govern wisely and as little as possible. Folks, it's time for us to get small, real small in a very big state, so that you have so much liberty that you'll forget the name Ron DeSantis. I woke up, I woke up the first day of September with 666 new laws in my life. That's a weird number. I didn't want them. Most of them, I didn't want them. Didn't go to bed thinking I couldn't wait to get to them. In 1773, our forefathers went out into the dark waters of Boston Harbor and they spilt tea over taxation without representation because a monarchy had taken over and was oppressing them. Folks, it's time for us to go to Travis County and have an Austin Tea Party. It's time to get Texas back on track and by so doing, get America back on track because we're that last bastion that has the ability to do it. May God bless Texas. At the age of 15, my dad looked me eyeball to eyeball. He was, served in the United States Army as a corporal during World War II in a segregated army. My older brother was a Lance Corporal in the United States Marine Corps, an infantryman wounded in Vietnam. And on that day, my dad said, there's no greater honor than to wear the uniform of the United States of America. And he challenged me to be the first officer in the family. And so through high school there, and then also on to the University of Tennessee on 31 July 1982, I became a second lieutenant of the United States Army. I put those immortal words that said I will support and defend the Constitution of the United States of America against all enemies, foreign and domestic. But the thing is that what is a warrior? A warrior is a person that moves to the sound of the guns. And so even though after 22 years fighting on combat zones, 13 different countries, three combat zones, I came back home and in our retirement there in South Florida, and someone asked me to run for Congress. I said, okay, I'll run to the sound of the guns. Then after moving here to Texas, I saw what happened in 2018, and someone asked me to run for chairman of the Republican Party of Texas because we did not want to have a debacle. I said, I'll move to the sound of the guns. And then advocating for all of those legislative priorities, I saw the doors being closed by people down in Austin to you all. Disregarded, disrespected. And so someone asked me, would you even consider running for governor of Texas? And so I said, I'll move to the sound of the guns. All I'm asking to do is to continue to do that which my dad challenged me. To serve, to sacrifice, and commit to the greatest state and the greatest country that the world has ever known. 
So goes Texas, so goes America. So goes America, so goes the free world. Therefore, what happens here in Texas will resonate across the entire globe, and that's why I want to be your next governor. Westfortexas.com. Thank you very much. Thank you. All right. We're going to bring the first vice president of the Collin County GOP back on stage, but first, all of our candidates here today, a round of applause. How about those three candidates? How about these three guys right here? And by the way, how about a round of applause for our moderator, Kathy Ward. Thank you, you may be seated. You can stay or uh, exit, your choice. We're gonna give the results of the straw poll here in just a moment or two. So folks, you may remember at the beginning of today's debate, this event, we talked about you, you came in here and you were asked to participate in the largest straw poll in all North Texas. Well, it looks like all of you stayed for the results. Isn't that great? So, with no further ado, I would like to ask for those results which are under lock and key to please come forward at this time. John Montez and Terry Wade, please come forward. Ladies and gentlemen, before we announce the results, I want to make sure you remember to go out, we have many great organizations that have supported today's efforts in this great event. Make sure you stop by all those tables, those booths, both inside and outside. You'll be able to get a lot of good information. There are signs, there are t-shirts, there's all types of things. So make sure you uh, stop by those tables. Ladies and gentlemen, I have the results in my hand. We have had over 430 responses to the straw poll. Give yourselves a round of applause, okay? That's awesome. So, I will tell you, the undecided have a total of 14.12% in the straw poll. 14.12, before I go any further, I want to ask a question. How many of you all, if you had to redo your vote based upon what you've seen in this morning's debate, by a show of hands, how many of you all would have changed your vote this morning? Oh, wow. wow, wow. That's, that's a, a large number. So it was worthwhile coming here today. How many of you all, conversely, were reinforced by what you saw on your vote? 
So it looks like a good number. It looks like uh, many of you were just not quite sure what you saw, perhaps, okay? <laughs> so, undecided, 14.12%. Greg Abbott, 8.56%. And I will tell you, it was very close among the top three vote-getters. Very close. When you have a poll like this, it's you might expect some different things. I'll tell you, it's very close. Coming in at 22.69%, Don Huffines. Let's give Don a big round of applause. Coming in with 25.93%, Chad Prather. And coming in at the top of the poll today, with 28.7% Allen West. So ladies and gentlemen, you have a job to do. You need to go out and educate, communicate, and go out and get things taken care of out in the field with the grassroots. We have a job to do, and we're in the middle of that job. Do you realize when the primary is? When is the primary? March 1st, Tuesday, March 1st. And what is today? It's nearly beginning of December, right? So a little more than 60 days from now is the primary. And by the way, we have a special announcement we'd like to make sure you are aware of. There is a COVID symposium, 2021 part two, taking place at Open Door Church in Burleson, Texas. That takes place on the 4th of December from 6 to 9 p.m. at Open Door Church at 301 South Dobson Street in Burleson, Texas. You are invited to attend that. So ladies and gentlemen, we have had a great time this morning on behalf of all the volunteers, of all the members here present, on behalf of the Collin County Republican Party, on behalf of the State Party, Republican Party of Texas. Thank you and God bless Texas. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that brings us to a conclusion of the second GOP Texas, Texas GOP gubernatorial debate. I got to say, ladies and gentlemen, that one was better than the first one for sure. Definitely enjoyed it. Definitely enjoyed hanging out with everyone in chat rooms today uh, during that debate. That was fun, guys. Wasn't that fun? That was that was pretty awesome. That was pretty awesome. Uh, Chad Prather, Alan West, Don Huffines. I think we have a pretty. <laughs> I think we have a consensus on Don Huffines, ladies and gentlemen. Nobody likes the man. Nobody likes the man. Uh, and I would say uh, I don't like the man either. I'm not a big fan of him myself. Um, Don Huffines, uh, uh, he served uh, two terms as a state senator, District 16 here in Texas. Don't got the years on that for you guys, but uh, uh, the only redeeming quality that I see about Don Huffines is that he is vocal about protecting our children from uh, this uh, trans transsexual surgeries and chemicals and stuff like that. He's vocal about that. Uh, that's really the only redeeming quality 
But as far as the plastic surgery goes, he's all about that. He's probably going to have to have another uh, facelift or two to get those eyes from sagging so much. I, I kind of feel like he's a rhino in disguise. And I, I guess we would really have to dig into his voting record and the things that he did as a state senator if we want to really get to the bone about what he is about. Now, you guys saw here that... Uh, at the uh, the um, Collin County GOP debate that they had. It was in Frisco, Texas today. Uh, Alan West won the straw poll. Um, I would easily say that Chad Prather took this debate. Uh, it seems like more of that charm of his. He's got a natural charm. He's a funny guy. He has a, he has a podcast and live stream. Actually, that's where I first saw him. Uh, where I was first introduced to Chad Prather was right when... I started doing Lone Star News all about, what, 19 episodes ago. We're only on episode 19 today. And um, Chad Prather, I was, I was doing some research, trying to find out some stuff about Texas politics. I found the Chad Prather radio show. And it, yeah, I learned a lot about Texas politics in one hour listening to Chad Prather than I had from paying attention the entire time. Uh, but yeah, he served a single term as a state representative. Chad Prather said that the politics in Austin are so corrupt and everything is basically already rigged and fixed. Who's going to vote what? When is the bill? How far is the bill going to advance? Um, you know, who's going to strike the bill down? If the bill's even going to make it onto the floor for a vote, all of that is already rigged. Okay. So according to Chad Prather. So Chad Prather said, you either play ball with the rhinos in Austin or you serve one single term because they'll make sure you don't get back in and you go back to your hometown, you go back to your district and you tell the people exactly what you saw in Texas politics. And it seems that that is what happened to Chad Prather. So he really took, he took this debate guys, because he's got that Texas charm coming out. Uh, Alan West, Colonel Alan West, he did also have a strong show today uh, as far as the debate goes. Uh, so, you know, for, for me, top two contenders here, Alan West and Chad Prather. Huffines, I don't see him in the mix at all. And uh, we'll eventually see who gets the nomination. I noticed some of you guys noticed they're also in the chat rooms that um, Huffines is just about party politics. So he would probably vote for Abbott. If it came down to a runoff, I bet you, I bet you Huffines would vote Abbott if it came down to a runoff. But the goal right now is to get a runoff between Abbott and either Alan West or Chad Prather. I'll be honest with you guys. My vote is still for Alan West at this point. Chad Prather, I liked a lot. I liked a lot. So um, we'll see how that goes. Uh, but I'm just being honest with you. I'm just full disclosure. I know we're not supposed to share. Right. But yeah. Uh, so we'll see where it goes. I, I'm good with either West or Prather. They'll either of them will have my vote if they make it to the runoff. Whomever makes it to the runoff will have my vote for sure. We got to get Abbott out. All right, ladies and gentlemen. With that said, thank you so much for joining us this morning into the afternoon for the uh, live stream of the second GOP gubernatorial debate against. Abbott, that's what I'm saying it is. Uh, if you hung out in the chat rooms, again, uh, appreciate you guys and your uh, your fellowship this morning. 123SKG, thank you for gifting the phone. Sean, Joe, what's up, buddy? Thanks for sending me a cookie that way. Your donations uh, go a long way to help help me do what I do here. 
So uh, thank you again. And it was great uh, talking with the rest of the Texas friends out there in the chat rooms who uh, who came in. And even if you're a Texas expat or you just want to get your booty to Texas, thanks for hanging out. And thank you again for the community and the fellowship and the friendship and the great chat. All right, guys, this is Mr. C signing out for this afternoon from Lone Star News. Uh, stay tuned for more shows and broadcasting as, you know, we do it here the way we want to do it over at Mr. C TV and the Mr. C channel. Uh, to the friends over at the foxhole.app and to pill.net and to Matt1776, thank you for coming in and helping with the stream. Uh, it's very greatly appreciated. Um, and I know, I know the friends and family also appreciate that too. You guys have a great day, a great rest of your Saturday, and we will see you around the foxhole. Vote the rhinos out. Hashtag Skeeter Burke. It's rhino hunting season. Let's get them. Till next time, guys. Y'all have a great afternoon. Be safe. Be blessed. God bless Texas and God bless the United States of America. We will see you next time.